So hello and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough and you'll see it's special guest time. We're joined by Mark Drury, BBC T's, the man who's seen every Borough game this season all over the country. Um, and we were just saying this is this is the table's turn this, Mark, because normally, or I say normally, quite often myself or Dom are, are on your show. So it's 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 uh, it's nice the roles have been reversed. Yeah, it's horrible. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to know what I think. Thank you, do some grilling. <laughs> no, well, thanks for joining us, Mark. As I say, um, we're going to uh, we're obviously going to have a little look at yesterday's game against Coventry, but then we're going to be looking at the next games against Coventry. Um, what the playoff picture is looking like, uh, how Borough are going into it, how the rest of the playoff is looking like, and everything like that. Um, you're with us again, Dom. Nice to see you. Hiya, Scott. How you doing? Hiya, Mark. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. I didn't know you were on, otherwise I wouldn't have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, you, two, right. uh, you two were both at the Riverside yesterday. I was at Deepdale, which we'll get along to in a minute, watching uh, watching Sunderland clamber into the playoffs. Borough, obviously, we're always going to be in the playoffs. But let's start, Mark, with where are you at on the whole, how are Borough going into this debate? Because it seems that you've got some fans who say the last three games mean absolutely nothing. You know, wasn't the full strength team. They were all, they were already in, nothing to play for. Just draw a line through them. Let's get in the playoffs. You get others saying, starting to get really nervous now. No wins in three. Not great momentum. Where do you stand on that? Um, I understand the concerns of of the fans who say, you know, the last three games they haven't, you know, they haven't been great and all the rest of it. But you can't. You can't get away from the fact, and I spoke to Michael Carrick about this yesterday and previously, actually, at Rotherham, but you can't get away from the fact that, strictly speaking, those games didn't matter. Yeah. It was all it was all done and dusted already, and you can't... Be they, be they professional sportsmen as they are, you can't turn... and You can't create an edge. You can't create yeah. that... You know that that little something that is on a game. If it, if it's not really there now, come come the weekend, come Coventry away, that edge is back. Um, mm. So yeah, there, there were concerns I think over the over the last three games. Not so much yesterday actually, but but the previous two about um, some of the way it worked out because of the yeah. injuries. But they actually they played well at Luton in defeat. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I don't think I don't think they played particularly well at Rotherham, but there were extenuating circumstances. Anthony Dyke still getting getting sent off, yeah, unjustly in my opinion. Um, and the injuries have been really, really badly timed. It's never a mm. good sign, but it feels like Borough have caught them at a particularly bad time. But yesterday, I I I came away from the Riverside more encouraged because um, there are players back now, and it feels like from I mean you, you'll have heard similar, I suspect, but I, I think there's good news or potential good news on, on another one or two of the ones who've been out for a while. So I think yesterday just felt like a chance for everyone to to just take a deep breath, relax a bit and know that, right, we can get on with it now because it has, yeah. it's been, I haven't found it particularly fun the last few weeks because you just want to get on with the real thing. Yeah, it's been marking off time, hasn't it, really? And, and you know, we've yeah. seen time and time again where, you know, teams that have won leagues, the, the second that, like you say, that edge disappears, their form is completely transformed. I mean... Look, Sheffield United, losing, Sheffield United losing at Huddersfield, for example. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if that was yeah. in February, Sheffield United would have battered them. 
but yeah. they're they're up. It's done. And Huddersfield, there was an edge for them. There was a real need, and and that's the sort of those are the games Borough have been playing the last few weeks. I think, and that's well, a fair point. Dom, speaking to, sorry, I was going to say speaking to Carrick yeah. yesterday. Um, I don't know whether you'd seen, but Sam Allardyce after the game, after the Man City, Man City Leeds game at the weekend, he he'd said, um, "In your mind, did you come in with three games to play effectively? Because that Man City game was a write-off." And he said, "Well, yeah, I can say that now. I couldn't say that before the game, but yeah, that was the case." And I think it's similar with Carrick in that yesterday. He kind of admitted he was glad to get it out of the way. He said it was a challenging spell. Now, we could never say that before Borough going to Rotherham, could he? Or before yeah. the Coventry game. I, I think there'll be real relief now that it's out of the way. And I agree with Mark that I think in those three games, the only game Borough have played badly in, I thought Borough were excellent at Luton, um, the only game they played badly in, and, and there is the circumstance of, of the sending off, was was the Rotherham game. I thought they were... They, they, they were like a gear shy in the first half yesterday. But that said, I thought Kevin Coventry were excellent for, for 45 minutes. And then once Borough scored, the second half was a weird old dynamic where it felt to me like neither team really knew what they wanted to do or what, what they wanted to happen. Um, you know, it was just a case of blow the whistle. So I, I don't think there's any case for, for real concern. The, the, the worrying part, as you're going to get to, I'm sure, Scott, is the injury situation, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was just going to touch on that. I mean... I think we said before the Coventry game that, that Housen felt like the key one. And I think it probably still does, doesn't it, Mark? Would you agree with that, both in terms of what he gives you as a defensive midfielder, but then just also the fact that he's Johnny Housen, skipper, yeah. leader, been through the playoffs, won the playoffs, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, and I also would point to Dale Fry as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, and Aaron Ramsey. I mean, this, this is the thing. Borough, the, the injuries we're talking about are to big players. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Johnny Housen is key. His experience, um, his know-how. Also, the fact he's still a really good player. Yeah, you know, well, that's he, it. My, Michael Carrick hasn't been picking players all season on how nice they are or how mm. how you know how much he respects them. He picks them because he thinks that they're in his best team. And Johnny Housen's been there, hasn't he, all season? So, yeah, Borough... They do miss him, and they will miss him for as long as he's not around. Um, I suspect if he does come back, it will be for the final. I'd be pleasantly surprised if it's um, for the either leg of the semi-final, and then obviously it depends on them getting there. Um, but Borough are just on a, a knife edge, aren't they, in central defence? I mean, Dale yeah. Fry, not Dale Fry, sorry, Paddy McNair sat down with 20 minutes, quarter of an hour to go yesterday, uh, and immediately... Everybody in the ground sort of looks and goes, oh, is he all right? Because if yeah. not, what are we going to do? Now, as it turns out, he was all right. And, and actually, I had a quick word with him and suddenly said, I was worried about you there. And he went, oh, I just fancied to sit down. But that's, <laughs> you know. So, so if Dale Fry isn't going to be around during the playoffs, then Michael Carrick will have his fingers firmly crossed for his yeah. uh, his two centre-backs. And, and Ramsey, Ramsey, after... A relatively slow start has developed into one of Borough's best players in the mm. second half of the season. So they are. Um, uh, I think right now, Ramsey's in the first choice eleven. Housen's in the first choice eleven, yeah. and Dale Fry might well be. It'd been a lot of fans' first choice eleven. So that's that's the stature of the players that that we're talking about. And, and I think Ramsey if, if Marcus Force isn't in the first choice eleven, then then he's definitely in the first thirteen or fourteen. If that, oh makes yeah. sense, isn't he? He's he's if he doesn't start, he's the first part to call from the bench, or 
if Carrick fancies tinkering with something on the flank, then it's Force or Ramsey or Force or Jones now. Yeah, um, and and what and what Force brings you is goals. I mean, he's ten yeah. for the season, um, which shouldn't be underestimated because obviously with the the form of of Tuber Akpom and, and Cameron Archer, he's you know sort of gone a little unnoticed, but. To score 10 goals from that position he's been playing, which is an unfamiliar position, and he's played nowhere near the full season because, let's remember, he's a development signing by the club, um, in the words of Chris <laughs> Wilder. Then, you know, he's he's done really well. So I think he might well be involved at some point in the over the course of the semi-finals, uh, semi-final. But, um, yeah, it's... Yeah. I still think Ramsey's ahead of him in the pecking order if they're both fit. The Ramsey thing, though, is complicated, isn't it, by the fact that, obviously, Villa have an input into that. and A big input. Yeah, that's what happens when you sign loan players. That's just the reality of it, that, you know, Michael Carrick might be saying, well, if he was our player, he'd be playing in this game because we'd be pushing it. And Villa are saying, well, yeah, but he's not your player. So, actually, that decision comes down to us. I mean, it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, well, he signed a deal until the end of the season. And the end of the season comes when either Borough losing the playoffs or, or yeah. get promoted to the Premier League. Um, so that's their position. But as you say, it's it's not quite as clear and cut and dried as that, is it? Because, you know, Aston Villa have, I forget who it was, but they had a lone player last season who had a very similar injury and they mm-hmm. felt he was rushed back and they are determined the same thing is not going to happen with Aaron yeah. Ramsey. So I think there's a bit of a tug of war going on. We've talked about it, Mark, on, on here over recent weeks. What... What do you think the summer looks like for Ramsey and Archer? Do, do you think there's any chance of Borough getting them back? I think it, it's the obvious answer, isn't it? It depends where Borough depends. are. Mm. If if you are a, a newly minted Premier League club, you immediately have more money to play with and you are immediately more attractive destination um, for, for any player. Um, I think Borough will do very well to get Cameron Archer per, on a permanent basis um, because they will be other clubs interested in him and now looking after what he's done at Preston previously and at, at yeah. Borough this year there will be clubs in the Premier League who will be looking and thinking right let's see if he we think he probably can let's see if he can do it in the Premier League so I think Borough would have very stiff competition for him Ramsey I don't know it depends I, I, I suspect Villa would want to have a look at him again because he's done so well but he's he's got such such a, a, a crowded road um, to to get through, to get to Aston Villa's first team in the position he plays. Borough might have a better chance there, I suspect. I think you could make a case for another loan for Ramsey. Yeah, potentially. Archer not yeah. so. Archer's, you know, clearly at the stage now where I think he's good, He's either ready for Villa now or he's probably never going to be deemed ready. Um, yeah. Whereas Ramsey, I think you could make a case for for another for another loan. And with and if and when it comes to another loan, if Borough don't go up and they're in the Championship. It will be harder for them to convince Villa that, yeah, yeah, let's have him for a full season because they might be going, well, yeah, all right, he can go out on loan, but he needs to be on loan at a Premier League side. So, yeah, we'll see if we can, yeah. yeah, there's there's an awful lot riding on on the next few weeks, and you know, and, and when you talk to Kieran Scott, he'll tell you that you know his head's exploding because he's compiling two lists at the moment, and he'd quite yeah. like to know which one he's going <laughs> to have to start <laughs> shopping with. It's going to be. So it is Coventry. We know that now. Um, I mean, I guess if we're saying that it's unfair to read too much into what Borough were like yesterday, then the same is probably true of Coventry because obviously they were, you know, in a strange situation, as Dom said, in that second half where it was okay for them to hold things as they were. I mean, what, what, what have you made of Coventry, Mark? What, 
how do you think the two sides shape up for that? I mean, you know, well, the evidence well, would suggest there's not a great deal between them. You you've said you've said for months that you don't want Coventry in the playoffs, haven't you? Yeah, and, and so you know, you knew it would come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the, I think that when you say Coventry knew it was done, they weren't certain it was done. So I think, and this is why I asked Michael Carrick after the game yesterday. Look, there was nothing on this for you, which he at this point admitted, yeah. but there was for them. There was an edge to the game for them because they needed a point minimum. Um, and what I asked him was, have you seen everything they've got to offer? Uh, and his response was, well, Sunday, Sunday, it will be very different. And I think he's right. But I do think we saw a lot of what Coventry had to offer, particularly yeah. in the first half yesterday. I think they they backed off in the second half um, and they, they defended a lot deeper. In the early stages, as you saw, Dom, they were they were right on the front foot, uh, front foot, weren't they? And they were right in Borough's faces, trying to catch them out as they build their play from the back with Zach Stefan. In the second half, it was a lot more sit in, look to hit on the break, look for Joe Koresh and, and, and Gordon up front. But mm. I think they're a really good team. I think they're a very good team with a very good manager. And yeah. I think for Mark Robbins not to be in the running for manager of the season is a pretty glaring omission for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. um, the job he's done over six years, five or six years, is, is outstanding. Thing, it's, and, it's, a, it's a piece of work there because we all know what it used to be like going to Coventry in the days when they were here, there, and everywhere in terms of the ground. They were, you know, not playing yeah. outside of Coventry. Then they got back. Then, then there was, you know, still ownership issues going on. I mean, to to, to deal with all of that, like you say, bring them up through the leagues and then take them and, to where they are now is some job. And look at this season. And even if none of that had happened, look at this season in isolation for them. The, the start they had, how long was it yeah, before they could play pitch. at home? Yeah. And because of yeah. the, the state of the pitch with it being used for the Commonwealth Games. When they beat Borough at the start of October, that was the first goal they'd scored at home all yeah. season in October. And of course, that was the game that finished Chris Wilder. So, And they were bottom. So to come from there, they were playing catch-up-on games, obviously. and they, they were behind on the fixtures. To come from there to, to finish just behind Borough, I think is is outstanding. I think they are. I think they've got the second best striker in the championship. You could yeah. argue, you can, you can make a case he's the best. Uh, and Chris Wilder did because he wanted to sign him. Because what what Jokeresh gives you more than Akpom is assists. He's he's a, a a stronger, more physical player, and he's really mobile. He he is. Yeah. He's a, I, I think he's going to the Premier League. Come what may. Regardless. Yeah, regardless. Um, he's their big. Their big threat, but that midfield as well. It's you know, it, it's always really mobile. It's sharp. It's it's nippy. Yeah. So that's why I've I've been looking, thinking, and they've 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 done well against Borough in recent years. So I've been looking at it thinking, oh, I could Millwall, yeah, straight up and down, no problem. I could see Borough doing them over two legs. Sunderland over two legs, tough, but I would still be reasonably confident of Borough coming out on top just because of the nature of of the squads. Coventry. I think that's a really tricky one. That said, I still think Borough should beat them. I think Borough have got enough, easily enough, to get to the final. And then, you know, who knows? But put uh, again, as, as Ryan Giles said yesterday, well, nobody will want to come here, will they? Nobody will want to play us. Nobody yeah. will want to come to the Riverside when it's chock full and, and, and like a bear pit for the second leg. So it should be two good games of football. I think, interesting yesterday, but... 
there was clearly a difference in emotion at full time, and that's because Coventry knew everything that was at stake, whereas Borough was there was very little at stake. The the away dressing room backs on to the media suite at the Riverside, and yeah, you've heard a few say, things over the years, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, to say to say Coventry players were Coventry actually, yeah, funnily yeah. enough. But to say Coventry players were enjoying themselves was an understatement. It, it, I, I thought that was a, a boxing card. Sweet Caroline was belting out. I thought it was just the main event was just about to start. They were going through all the hits in there. Um, and, and and then Robbins comes in and talks about how kind of now we've got to almost kind of um, restabilize, restabilize ourselves to start again. Robbins was saying that, that he thinks there's, there's much more to come from Borough. And, and while Carrick is clearly kind of suggesting or trying to suggest that um, maybe none of his injured players will be back. Robbins was pretty clear in saying, you know, we're preparing for the possibility of Borough looking a bit different when we play them next week. Um, I, 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 when you say there about where Coventry have come from, the last time Borough were in the Premier League, Coventry got relegated from League One to League Two. Robbins was the manager. He, he has done a remarkable job. And he talked yesterday about how it's a phenomenal job in reaching the playoffs. Then Carrick came in and said nothing's been achieved yet. You know, we'll mm. we'll 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 assess in a couple of weeks' time. I don't know whether there's just maybe a slightly different dynamic. At, you know, for Borough it starts now. For Coventry, have have they achieved already by making yeah. the top? Six? I might be made to look daft with that in ten days' time. But I, but I well, do. No, I, no matter what happens, I don't think you will because the, there is a different dynamic with both the Coventry are having a a season in the sun. They're having a great adventure. For Borough, this is business. Um, but even if Coventry do come out on top, you know, it, it doesn't mean their way was right and Borough's, Borough's was wrong. It just means that, yeah, on they go and, and they and they yeah. keep dreaming. Um, but Michael Carrick is is very much, well, nothing's been achieved yet. You know, it's this is our job. I mean, how many times has he said in interviews, particularly post-match, that, you know, if I'm trying to think of a game, Norwich, you bang five goals in, in against Norwich. And do you enjoy that? Well, it's my job. <laughs> you know, I think we're, I think we're allowed to enjoy our jobs personally, but he he, he seems to be certainly publicly of a very different, uh, very different outlook, very different mindset. But no, they they are they are going about things in a different way, and and I think it's to be expected, particularly when you remember Borough have been there. They've been waiting for the semi final for weeks. They've, all they've been waiting for is yeah. who is it? Um, so yes, for them it is very much work. I think. Scott, what about the fact? Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I was going to say, obviously, you were at Sunderland yesterday. I know this isn't, I know this isn't a scientific study, but but yesterday on Twitter, I asked Borough fans who, if they had any preference before the game as to how it played out, and and the general consensus seemed to be, well, a a no more injuries, but then it seemed to be that that the team they wanted was Millwall, the team they didn't want was Sunderland. Coventry was probably the halfway house. How do you assess the playoffs on the whole, Scott? Because you yeah, well, I was just going to get around with that. I mean, you'll see there. There are our favourites. There are our favourites. Um, just a just a shade. It's got to be said ahead of Luton. Then we have Sunderland. Then we have Coventry. I, I, Sunderland were Sunderland were yesterday. What Sunderland kind of have been for chunks of the season, which was really good for twenty minutes. Um, and in that 20-minute burst, with the attackers that they've got, they can put a game 
in a completely different position from where it's been for the rest of the game, if that kind of makes sense. Now, um, they've still got massive injury problems. Uh, they don't really have a centre-half. They, they, they lost another fullback yesterday, Sirkin, who it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to make it. They're probably going to have to play a three at the back for the first real time under Mowbray. Admittedly, it was a, it was a system they played quite a lot under Alex Neal, but Mowbray hasn't played that. But just through sheer lack of numbers, I think they're probably going to have to do that. But in Ahmad Roberts, Clark, Pritchard, if he if he, he came off the bench yesterday, they've got four attackers there that can hurt anybody in this league. Absolutely, they can hurt Borough. They can hurt anybody, and. I think a lot of what you've kind of been talking about Coventry in this season in the Sun idea definitely applies to Sunderland. Like, the mood at that game yesterday, we did quite a lot of Sunderland players interviews during the week. So I would say this rings true of players. I think it rings true of Mowbray. I think it definitely rings true of the fans, is that this is way beyond what they thought was going to happen this season. So... Even even go in a in a two legged semi final against Luton, I think they feel like it's a bit of a free hit. Now, as I was saying to you, I think earlier before we did this, Don, if it turned out to be Borough Sunderland in a playoff final at Wembley, then I think that's a completely different argument because for all that Sunderland fans might say, if we go up, that's brilliant. We don't care if we don't. If you're at Wembley playing Borough and you've got the prospect of forty thousand Borough fans rubbing it into you if they beat you in the final. That's a completely different dynamic. But I do think going into even this game against Luton, Sunderland are dangerous because they can almost throw caution to win. That's what they did at halftime yesterday. Sirkin got injured, so Mowbray had to make a change. But he took off a left-back and he brought on Alex Pritchard as a, as a number 10. And he went to three at the back and he basically said, we've got to win this game. If we don't do it, so what? We haven't lost anything. Let's just have a go at them. And 15 minutes later, they were 3-0 up. So I think that's the danger with Sunderland. I I think Sunderland will allege it over Luton over two weeks. I, I do. I do. What do you think, Mark? I think the Met Police won't be <laughs> open for that. <laughs> do you? Bearing in mind well, Newcastle, is it a Chelsea the same weekend as the player final? Be Ten thousand Newcastle that fans going down to Chelsea for their final game of the season the day after. So goodness me, that would be something. Ah, uh, I think the trains. <laughs> if they're not. Yeah. Service stations, trains, uh, everything. I think, but, I think yeah. the first thing I'd say about Sunderland is Tony Mowbray has done a magnificent job. Yeah. Magnificent job. He's a yeah. I, I think he's a, a tremendous manager. Um, I think he's I love the football his teams play. I love the the way he creates teams, I love the way he improves players. Yeah. He did it, he did it at Middlesbrough. I think he, he got a really raw deal or gets a raw deal from some fans um, because I don't think it's always fully appreciated the absolute carnage he walked into, the mess, yeah. the debris yeah. of the Gordon Strachan era. Yeah. How little he had to work with financially. All the money that had been spent, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And of course, <laughs> he had to work with... How many players was it? Four players. He'd, he'd binned off at Celtic and was doing a... <laughs> And, yeah. and he was saying, you know, and he was doing yeah. a little victory dance. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, the first, I mean, you'll have heard this story, won't you? Won't you? The first team meeting um, <laughs> that they had, him and Mark Venus, when they took over. And now they were on the front row, the Celtic players all lined, the ex Celtic players all lined yeah. up. And he walks Mark Venus, all right, lads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he, he I yeah. honestly, I think he worked wonders. And, and 
what he's done at Sunderland is absolutely brilliant. I still think Borough would beat them over two legs. Um, but that's that doesn't matter anymore, does it? Um, I think it would be nerve shredding, absolutely nerve shredding to to face them at Wembley for, for all involved, even though it's not a derby, apparently. Um, I think yeah. it would. It, can you imagine? I mean, it would be an incredible occasion. It would be absolutely amazing. But the yeah. stakes would be that much higher, wouldn't they? That, that's but, the thing. Certainly yeah. for the fans. I don't know about the players. I mean, there can't be much higher for 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 players than being 90 minutes away from uh, from the Premier League. Yeah. But for the fans, wow, that would Just be quite something. Yeah. Way, yeah. Yeah. Everything around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's. I think he's done brilliantly. I think there would be a much more fearsome prospect with Ross Stewart fit. Um, yeah. But clearly, that's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, and I and yeah, I, I wouldn't be that surprised if they did magic up a win over Luton because Luton have to are having to deal with the same thing Middlesbrough have had to deal with, yeah. which is they've effectively mentally they've knocked off for three weeks, um, and and they also was it eight changes I think they made um, for their yeah. for their game yesterday as Rob Edwards is is keeping trying to keep everyone fit and and healthy, so it's it's just that. That age-old question: Can you can you turn it on and off? You know, like a light switch. That's what we're about to one find out. One of the interesting things with that game, and I know we've touched on it, Don. I'd be interested to see what you. Th- I mean, I actually think that playing away second probably suits Sunderland in this kind 100%. of pre-hit mentality because I think that at the Stadium of Light, they've not been great this season. They've found games hard to win at the Stadium of Light, even if they were to lose one nil in that first game. In a, in a strange way, that then makes up their mind for that second game at Luton. But whatever happens, I think they go down to Luton and just say, right, OK, you come at us and we'll hit you on the break and we'll just throw everything we've got at it. And, yeah. and that kind of suits them, I think. Now, is it a massive advantage to Borough having the second leg at home, do you think, for them? Because they're set up very differently to Sunderland, as we've touched on the pressures of the game, everything around the game is different. I mean, how, is, how do you think the dynamics of the two-legged... Because actually, nowadays, two-legged matches are becoming increasingly rare. You know, you, you don't get them in the League Cup anymore like you used to, really, um, other than, obviously, when you get the semi-finals. A lot of rounds, there's no FA Cup, you know, blah, blah, blah. How, how does the dynamics of that work, do you think, for Borough? I, I think it's. I agree that I think it suits Sunderland to be away second. I, I, I think it suits Borough. 100% to be coming back home second. Yeah. Have Borough failed to score at home under Carrick? I don't think they have. Once. Oh, have Once. They? Was it, I can't remember. Was it Bristol City? I thought that was. Yeah, no, was I a, think it was. That was a 1 1 draw. I, I well, well, maybe they haven't then. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They failed to score at Rotherham. They failed to score at West Brom. They failed to score at Sunderland. I, I don't think. We're um, all going to tap up now. Yeah, I was going to say, Scott, I'll, I'll babble, <laughs> I'll babble on for 30 seconds. I'll babble on for 30 seconds while you look. Regardless, if if you come to the Riverside, it's going to be hard to keep Borough out for 90 minutes, especially if you're, say Borough were edged out in the first leg 1-0 and and Coventry are coming and the the natural instinct is to protect that narrow lead. Hellfire, you've got to be good defensively if you're going to keep Borough out for, for 90 minutes. So I think it suits Borough. Coming back home second because yeah, you because are right. The, the, the last time Borough failed to score at home was the goalless Huddersfield draw in the, the last game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I think Borough will score at home um, probably more than once, um, and 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 I think that then puts the onus really on on Coventry in that first leg 
Coventry have got to win that first leg, really, haven't they? I think they're looking at that and thinking we've got to go back to the Riverside with, with, with some sort of advantage. Um, that said, I thought, you know, you touched on it there, Mark. I mean, Jokeres is is a class act, isn't he? I thought Hamer was the best player on the pitch for for certainly in the first half yesterday. Um, I, I think I think it'll make for two really entertaining legs, Borough and Coventry. Um, mm. I, I I think Borough Ledger. I, I think I think we're destined for a Borough Sunderland final. I really do. Is that just because you can imagine the the pullout supplement? No, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If our advertising team are watching, <laughs> imagine the hell I'll get down there. Like you say, <laughs> get everything booked up now and everything. Um, well, just, it, imagine, it, just imagine more brace pre match press conference. It writes itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it yeah. writes itself. Northeast Derby, winner takes yeah. all. Yeah. The man in charge of Sunderland up against his hometown club. Are we captain? Do we manage? And do we still support? Yeah. It, it's it's just all kind there, of all isn't, there it? isn't it? Um, so to sort of wrap up, then, Mark. I mean, you're going into this in in you know pretty optimistic mood, pretty upbeat mood. You know, albeit uh, you know a fair amount of respect for Coventry, but we, we keep on going back to this. You know, we say that this is way beyond what Sunderland thought this season. Clearly, this is way beyond what what was in Borough's prospects when Michael Carrick walked through the door, and yet. Because it's been so good, and because we've kind of known this has been coming for what best part of a month now, really, it, you know, there is an edginess to this now, isn't there? It, it, it matters. Uh, there was always going to be, though, wasn't there? I mean, however, yeah. however you end up in the playoffs, whoever you are, they're edgy affairs. Yeah. It's just just the nature of them. But no, you're right. If, if we go well, back, unless to unless you're uh, Tony Pulis and you're, you're deciding the second leg, you're not going to have a shot. Oh, don't man. Um, <laughs> the call for Rudy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's get let's part that. Let's part that. Well, I, I have mentally. I'm sure most of the fans have <laughs> long ago. Um, I think if if you go back to that day at Coventry, Chris Wilder's last game in charge, as it turned out, mm. if you'd have asked Borough fans, right, who thinks we're going to make the playoffs? you'd have been laughed out the stadium, oh. wouldn't you? You would have been laughed out the stadium. So, you know, th- that's why what Michael Carrick has done is is quite remarkable, not just to make the playoffs, but to make them with games to spare and to make them with the feeling that, yeah, we should do this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We're the team to beat. At, at the start of the season, I said I thought Borough's squad was good enough to make the playoffs. Um, it wasn't looking that way a few months in. And it, and it has to be said, the squad was added to. In January, and those additions have made have made them significantly better. Mm-hmm. So, what Michael Carrick's done, what Kieran Scott and the recruitment team have done over the season, has all been spot on. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with the bookmakers. I think, despite Luton finishing above them, I think Borough are, are worthy favourites. And all things being equal, I expect them to get past Coventry. But yeah, it will be bloody nervy. <laughs> it will, it will. Well, listen, we um, we'll see you down at Coventry. Um, as ever, if, if Borough fans, if you can't get the game, BBC Tees, 
honestly can't um, recommend it highly enough. Maddo, I'm sure, will be there in a, in great voice as well, as ever. Uh, he's getting warmed up already. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he is, yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> um, and we'll be back for another uh, You Are My Borough at the back end of this week um, after Michael Carrick's uh, done his press stuff, obviously looking ahead to the game at Coventry. So um, like and subscribe, send us any questions, any comments or anything, uh, and we'll see you at the back end of this week for a playoff first leg. You are my Borough special. But until then, have a good week. Thanks again, Mark. Pleasure. Thank you. All the best, everyone.